It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show author Alyssa Friedland. Hi, Alyssa. Hi. I was intrigued, before we get into your latest novel, The Intermission, I was really intrigued with your your educational background. Tell me, you went to Yale and you went to Columbia Law School. How did you find yourself into all these great books? Well, I always wanted to be a writer, and I ended up in law school because I honestly didn't understand like the right path and how to get to become a writer, because unlike medical school or law school or becoming a teacher, which has like a very sort of set path upon graduation, becoming a writer is very like amorphous, I guess is the yeah. best way, and how do you <laughs> earn a living while you're working on a book, and you yes. know, I didn't want to necessarily go out and waitress all day, right. you know, because I knew I would have no energy you know, at the end of the day to then write my book. And so I kind of ended up in law school Mm -hmm. because it seemed like a safer, more established path. And that's just my personality. Like, I'm not a huge risk taker. And I went to law school and I went to work at a law firm and I was just really unhappy. And I ended up, you know, just deciding, like, it's it's not worth it. It's not worth you know, waking up every day, even if the paycheck is that good, you know, which it was very generous, but I didn't like what I was doing. And I knew that my passion was writing and I should really go back to what I'm good at and what I like. So I did just that. I quit my job and I wrote my first book. I'm I'm smiling because I was in training and development. And when I lost my job, um, I believe I was like 28. My dad says to me, oh, great time to go back and get your doctorate. And and it was like mental boot camp, even though I kind of didn't quite know what I would do with that doctorate. It was the mm-hmm. best thing I ever did. But, you know, you have to do things that work for the time, and it doesn't mean it's a waste. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk about this premise. Um, I, I was reading about this book, The Intermission, and it's here it is. Would you walk away from your marriage in order to save it? That's a great question. And the idea was, thank you, and the idea was, you know, there are definitely couples who, when they're having troubles, you know, start a family, and they have children, or they have another child, because they think it will reinvigorate them. Yes. And my couple is sort of doing the opposite. They are making sure that they're right for each other before they bring a child into it. So how did you come up with this idea? I, I just really wanted to write about marriage. I think it's a really interesting topic, and I, I happened to come upon it from like a silly experience in my own kitchen watching my husband load the dishwasher and feeling like, (laughs) oh my gosh, he's so slow and he's so bad at it and I can't watch this. This is killing me, you know, and thinking, you know, there are so many small things in a marriage that are irritating, you know, but then I'm not sure that would make quite enough for a novel. And I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a a book where there's big problems and little problems, you know, and uh, explore, like, very three-dimensional characters that hopefully everyone can relate to, at least one small part of them, and uh, and really, really dig deep into their marriage. Do you think sometimes, I mean, I think I've noticed this, where people look for excuses, so they add up all those annoying little quips and, you know, nuances of their spouse, and they look for a way to have that intermission? Yes, I think so. I definitely do. I also think that what starts as something little can, you can actually make any little thing into a big thing. Because let's say I was just um, doing another interview and I was thinking about this. Like if you tell your spouse, like, it's really annoying that you like never put the cat back on the toothpaste. It's gross. It dries out. It's very small. It's like a little complaint. Okay. And you complain, but then it becomes they don't respect me. Like, I'm asking for one tiny thing 50 times, and they just don't hear me when I'm talking. So it goes from, like, toothpaste to communication, 
right. that makes sense. Oh, so yeah. yeah. the littlest things can actually feel very um, big, you know, yeah. can turn into like, you know, larger issues at play. Well, a lot of times we explode when it's just we're talking about toothpaste, but what we're really talking about is somebody's not pulling their weight. Exactly, yes. Right, you, you know, what's going to push you over the edge, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So did this whole layout of this book come about easily, or was it a process as you were writing, things kind of evolved? It definitely evolved. I happen to not, um, I, I'm not a um, outliner, mm-hmm. so I was along for the journey with, uh, I was definitely along for the journey with, um, with the characters, and not sure where it was going to end up, to be honest. Do you want to give the listeners a little bit about the book without giving it away? Uh, sure. I mean, it definitely, it's a deep dive into a marriage where both parties are not as innocent as they seem. They both have secrets, and they decide to take this pause, and they, they date other people while they're on break, and they learn a lot about themselves from those relationships. And uh, they meet up every month because they have a dog, and they share custody of the dog, and, and they, those meetings are very interesting. I mean, sometimes it's really forlorn, and they're sad, and they miss each other, and other times one is up, and the other is down, and then it's reversed, and a lot of power dynamics at play, and just sort of, at the end of the day, I think the, the message of the book is like, the heart wants what it wants, and even if it doesn't make sense, and even if someone else from the outside would say, why are these two people together, or what, what's the attraction here? There's no explaining the science of attraction. I could definitely see this as a film, by the way. Oh, well, let's hope so. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> so um, tell me about uh, the basis of this novel versus your other novels. Um, did you feel like this one was kind of brewing in your head for a while? I mean, this one's just, you know, I've only written one other book before, which was, I mean, I definitely, you know, worked very hard, and um, and I think it had a very big message also about our addiction to technology. And I really, um, and, and that one was very thought-provoking, but it's, it had a bit more of like a humor bent to it. And this one has some very humorous parts because like that's sort of my writing specialty, but it is like a, a deeper, you know, exploration of character. And this one was a different experience for me because I wrote, um, I wrote a man's voice for the first time. The book alternates uh, between the husband and the wife, and that's really, really essential for me, I have to say. That was a very big part of this book, that I had to capture the same scene from two different sets of eyes and, and explore how, you know, two people could be in the same room and walk away with very different takes. And oh, that, was, yeah. uh, that was really key. Completely. Uh, what would you like listeners to know about this book? Um, that it's sort of a, a fun and easy read, but that has a lot of deeper meaning to it, and that it will make you think a lot about your own relationships and what you look for in a partner. And that's uh, very good for book clubs. It's so interesting. You mentioned Brookline in your, um, in your book, because that's where I lived for years. Oh, funny. Yeah. Do you take a little bit of uh, your reality and put it in your book? No, just a little. I think everyday little experiences inform yeah. my books, but in small ways. It's more like something funny will happen on the subway. I see something, you know, that I'm like, I really, I just want to put that in my in my book because it's unique. It's funny. Sometimes it's like a physical characteristic. Like I see someone with like a piercing in the most unusual place. I'm like, I'm just going to throw that in because yes. I like it and I want to relive it. You know, I want to describe what I saw. And it's not even necessarily so integral to the plot, but it's like, a particular like shade of the sky, and I just want to put that in because I like to preserve these details, you I know. Like that. But um, I like but anyway, that. that's 
So yes. the, the theme of, well, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And I love that. Thank you. Do you find that writing is your catharsis in life? I mean, how do you, I mean, it's, it's a tough industry, but um, what are things you do as a writer to stay sane? Um, I'm pretty stupid about it. Like, I go on Goodreads <laughs> and read my reviews, which is oh, no. really dumb. Like, yes. what is wrong with me? Although I was doing it a lot a month ago, because even though the book um, wasn't out, there are like early copies that go out to bloggers and early readers, and you know, mm-hmm. it got early reviews. And I, but I wasn't that busy, so I did go on. But because like I'm right in the heart of publication now, and I'm going on tour, and I'm super busy, I'm too busy now to like. I, I might go on and see like how many stars does my book have, or how many reviews am I up to, because it's a nice barometer of like how much the book is getting out there. Yes, but I. I don't do any of this, like, um, reading the reviews, like the actual reviews anymore, because I happen to just not have any, any, any free time. But once I free up again in a month, like, yeah, I'll probably be back there because I'm a masochist, and I'll be right back there reading, (laughs) you know. Yeah, anyway. Too funny. Too funny. Where can people find out more about you? Um, I'd love people to go to my website, www.alyssa, with an E, alyssafriedland.com. Or to um, catch me on Instagram, where I try to keep it very real. I talk about my family. I talk about, um, of course, about books. I give a lot of book recommendations. Every month I do a roundup of the books I recommend the most. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think those are my best channels. And please go to bookstores and ask for the intermission, because it's hard to be a writer. And every sale is helpful, it's, I have to say. It sure is hard to be a writer. It's a great accomplishment. I, I do want to ask this one question. Do you feel like uh, after finishing writing this book, it had an impact on how you saw your own marriage? I didn't. I wouldn't specifically say my marriage, other than because I've been talking so much about marriage, mm-hmm. interviews, and all my friends you know, who are asking me about the book. Yeah. I have an appreciation now for how people say, oh, the divorce rate, it's 50% in America. That's so high. And I'm like, actually, it's kind of amazing that it's not higher because it's really crazy to have put two people together and like expect it to work, you know? Yes. So when it works at all, I think it's impressive. So I would say that that has just been like, if you're in a good relationship and you think you have sticking power, like pat yourself on the back because it's no easy feat to put two different people together and expect them to make a go of it. And and I thought it was clever because in your book um, they share the dog, but in real life you've got kids. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Although you know it's very critical for my book that um, that you know they don't have children yet because that was really central to the plot. It was like let's figure this out before we have kids. Yes, no, it makes total sense. So I just want to mention the title of the book again. Again, it's the intermission, uh, Alyssa Friedland, and uh, congratulations. This is a wonderful book. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. I'm coming out to California on tour, so. Oh, you are? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. where, where uh-huh. can people find out uh, your tour schedule? On my website, I have my tour schedule. Okay. So I'll be there for three days doing uh, two events in L.A. and one in San Diego. Fantastic. Well, wonderful. Sounds good. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. If you missed any part of this, it will be up on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And if you want to follow the show, I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock.